0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the InDesigner, the video cast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2. And this, at long last, is episode 44. That's a wrap. I've been insanely busy since the last episode, and I apologize for the delay in this one, but let's just move on and jump right in. This time around we're going to look at Text Wrap in InDesign. Most of us probably know only what we need to know about Text Wrap, but this little feature has a lot of options, and there may be a few surprises that you aren't aware of, so let's just dig in. In this layout I have a pull quote to which I want to apply a Text Wrap. In the Text Wrap panel the current option, which is the default, is No Text Wrap. Next to that is the Wrap Around Bounding Box option. With that selected, the text is pushed away from the pull quote but it runs right up to the very edges of the frame. To put some distance between the pull quote frame and the body copy, I use the offset fields in the text wrap panel. In CS3, this chain icon will keep all settings the same. In CS2 or earlier, you'll have to enter the values individually. I'll increase the offset on all sides to .1875 inches. Notice this extra object around the outside edges of the frame. This is called the wrap object, which is made up of lines, points, and bezier curves just like Illustrator artwork. It's also fully editable using the direct selection tool. Keeping the wrap the same on all sides is a problem for me here. Because of the big quotation marks in this pull quote, I get this extra space at the top of the frame and in between the pull quote and the body copy. I need to fix that. In the Text Wrap panel, I'll turn off the Make All Settings the Same option and apply a negative offset value to just the top of this frame, bringing the wrap object down inside the text frame, giving me a nice even wrap all the way around. The next option, Wrap Around Object Shape, we're going to come back to. For now, let's look at two simpler options. The first is Jump Object. With this, the surrounding text does just that. It doesn't wrap around the sides of the object, it just leapfrogs it all together and continues below it. Notice also that the offset values go back to zero when I change wrap methods, so I'd have to reset my top negative offset to get that better spacing back at the top. Next to that is the jump to next column option which goes one step farther. No text appears below the object with this wrap option applied. Again, the offsets go back to zero when I change modes. For now, I'm going back to the wrap around bounding box option and I'll reapply my last settings. Down here under Wrap 2, there are additional options that are new to CS3. Currently, the Wrap 2 setting is both right and left sides. If I switch it to right side, the body copy wraps around the right side, but not the left, and vice versa when I choose left side. Largest area is, in this case, essentially the same as both left and right sides. Since InDesign understands where the spine of a document is, there's also an option to wrap only the side that's toward the spine. If I move this pull quote over to the other side of the spread, the wrap is automatically flipped due to the object's change relationship to the spine. Side away from spine works the same way and adjusts accordingly based on where the frame is positioned. I actually want this quote at the top of the page, in which case I don't need the top adjustment I made earlier. So I'm going to make all settings an equal 1/8 inch all the way around. Now, if I know I'm going to be placing a lot of images that I want text wrap automatically applied to, I can change the default temporarily in this document by first making sure nothing is selected in the layout and changing the setting in the text wrap panel to wrap around bounding box, then setting the offsets I want. Now, every frame created from this point on in this document will have a 1 1⁄8 inch wrap around it. So when I place two new photos in the layout, they each come in with the text wrap automatically applied to them. Once I'm done, I can deselect everything and reset the panel back to No Text Wrap. If you're placing a lot of images at once, this is pretty helpful. If you want every frame in every document you create from this point forward to include a text wrap, make sure no documents are open and set the wrap options you want. However, the better strategy, I think, is to create an object style that has a basic text wrap setting. I'll select this pull quote again, and as we've seen, it has a specific set of wrap options applied. From the Object Styles panel menu, I'm going to create a new object style, and I'm going to shut off or ignore every other attribute available for this style and only include settings for text wrap. This area is basically a bigger version of the text wrap panel. All of the same options are available. My settings for the pull quote have been picked up because it was selected on the page when I created the object style. I'll just switch the wrap to option back to both left and right sides here, then name the style preferred text wrap and close the dialog to save it. Now I can select these two graphic frames with the photos as well as the text frame, turn off whatever individual wrap settings had been applied to them, Open up the Object Styles panel and apply the preferred text wrapped object style to each. And as I add objects to this project, I can get consistent text wraps with a single click using this method. I'm going to place another image in this layout to explore some other text wrap options. I want the text in either column to wrap around this image, but there are a few problems here. First off, the image has an opaque white background, which obscures the text behind it. Also, it doesn't have a clipping path to silhouette it, and quite frankly, I'm too lazy to create one. Let's look at the image in Photoshop before we go on. Notice that this is a flattened image. The glass and the white background are on a single layer. Notice also that there's no path, clipping or otherwise, in the Paths panel. And finally, take a look at the condensation on the side of this glass. No way on earth am I drawing a vector path around all of that. So how can we deal with this in InDesign? I'll select the image and choose Wrap Around Object Shape from the text wrap panel. Notice that using this wrap mode, I get only one offset value for the shape. Whenever you use this option, this is all you get. The offset value applies to every contour of the object. There's no top, bottom, left, or right. Also, this wrap object is still based on the shape of the frame, not the glass. Under Contour Options, which became available when I selected this wrap method, it's set to Same as Clipping. Well, we've established that I don't have a clipping path in this image, so it considers the frame edges to be the clipping for this object. So I'll go change that to Detect Edges, and InDesign will look for edge pixels that define the image versus the white background. This is actually a pretty good wrap object, but there are some problems. Because the head on the beer is also almost white, InDesign doesn't do such a great job maintaining an accurate edge in that area, although it does exactly what I want all the way down the rest of the glass. At the bottom, however, it goes all squirrely on me again. It just doesn't know what to make of this reflection. And let's not forget the big picture. It still has a white background and is covering up my text. Solving that part's easy. I'll just move this object down to a layer below my text frames. This is one of my favorite things about text wrap in InDesign. Objects do not have to be on top of what you want wrapped around them. They can be behind it on the same layer or on any layer beneath it. This is why I don't draw clipping paths anymore unless I absolutely have no choice. Now my text is wrapped around the glass, however imperfectly. To get it just right, I'm going to go back to Photoshop to get this just how I want it in the laziest possible way. Using the magic wand tool and a very low tolerance setting, I'll make a crude but good enough selection of the white around the glass, then invert that selection to get the glass itself. This selection's very rough, so I'm going to distance it away from the glass by expanding it out 12 pixels. That way, I keep all of my subtle details on the edge of the glass included in the selection. I'm also going to subtract the reflection area from this selection, then save it with the name Rough Glass Outline. That makes the selection an alpha channel, which you can see here in the Channels panel. I'll save the file, then go back to InDesign, where it's updated automatically, and change the contour options from Detect Edges to alpha channel. InDesign automatically chooses the rough glass outline channel since it's the only one in the Photoshop document. Since I have extra space around the glass in that channel, I can make my offset value very, very small to get the right wrap. And now the text wraps nicely all the way around the glass. But we're not free of problems yet. This wrap object is pushing part of my quote over the wrong way. Homer Simpson should be aligned right, but it can't be with this wrap here. To fix this, I get to use my second favorite aspect of InDesign's text wrap. With the pull quote frame selected, I'll go to the Object menu, choose Text Frame Options, and check the Ignore Text Wrap checkbox, then click OK. Now this frame is immune to any text wrap applied to this beer glass or any other object in the file, and my text is exactly where it's supposed to be. Let's take a look at an alternate layout of this spread to explore some other text wrap options. In this version, the large Pilsner glass uses detect edges for its contour option. But since no type interacts with it up here where the white causes the wrap object to be a little funky, I have no need to fix that. The pull quote text frame still has ignore text wrap applied to it, so it can sit on top of this image and still remain unaffected. But take a look down here at the page folio. This is also immune to the text wrap of the photo. From the pages panel, I'll go to the B master page to see if that folio frame also has ignore text wrap applied to it. And it does not. So how is it not being pushed away? The answer is quite simple. It's on a master page, so text wrap has no effect on it. However, If I go back to the document page and Shift-Command-Click or Shift-Control-Click on Windows on that page folio to release it from the master, look what happens. The text is now subject to the text wrap settings. If I undo that, it goes right back to its protected status as a master page item. This is just something that's good to know about master page items and text wrap now let's take a look at this small pint glass photo on the right-hand page. If I select the tinted frame where the image is placed, notice that the frame and photo move, but only the photo causes the text to wrap. There's no text wrap on the frame itself. I'll select the content of the frame with the direct selection tool, and you can see that the wrap is set on the placed image, not on the frame itself. This is another text wrap method available to you when working with graphic frames. Another little-known text wrap-related option is buried in the Layers panel of all places. The photos of this Pilsner glass and the pint glass are on this Background Images layer. If I choose to hide that layer, the effects of their respective text wraps remain in place. If that's not what I want for some reason, I can go into the Layer options for this layer and check the Suppress Text Wrap When Layer is Hidden box. Now, when I hide the layer and the images on it, I also disable the text wrap until the layer is showing again. On another page in this layout, I have a sidebar text frame that I want to justify vertically so that the text will fill the frame top to bottom regardless of the letting used. I can apply that right here from the control panel and you can see the result right on the page. Over here in the pasteboard, I have a silhouetted image that has a text wrap applied to it. Watch what happens once the wrap object comes in contact with the vertically justified text in this frame. The vertical alignment breaks. In fact, none of the vertical alignment options are available for frames that interact with a text wrap. The settings can't be changed for the frame, and no matter what setting existed on the frame previously, all text aligns to the top. I don't have a fix for it, I'm just letting you know what to expect. This layout uses the last few features I want to demonstrate. On the right-hand page, behind this text frame, there's an InDesign shape used as background art that's actually placed on the master page. I'll put the text back over this object and watch what happens when I release the shape from the master page. Two things are going on here. First, an object that wasn't forcing a wrap on the document page now does. Second, this wrap uses the invert option so that instead of pushing text away from the outer edges of the object, it pulls the text inside the object bounds. If I turn invert off, the text gets pushed back outside of the object shape. On the master page for this layout, let's look at the object itself. There's an option in the text wrap panel menu, apply to master page only, that prevents items on master pages with a text wrap from affecting items on document pages unless they're released from the master page as I did in this example. Before I wrap this episode up, no pun intended, here's a couple of other quick things you should also know about text wrap. First, Text wrap has no effect on footnotes, or on tables, or the text within tables. Now, I don't really care about the footnotes part. It kind of makes sense to me. But I really hope that table behavior changes in the next version. It would be nice to see that kind of functionality added in CS4, considering how creative you can get with tables and text wrap. Okay, that really is a wrap for this episode, but before I go, I'd like to mention that I'll be speaking in Washington, D.C. on November 8th at the InDesign User Group meeting. If you're in the area and want to attend, go to InDesignUserGroup.com for more information. I'll be back in a few weeks with a new videocast. In the meantime, feel free to post your comments or questions about this or any other episode on the blog at InDesignSecrets.com slash TheInDesigner, and check out all the other great tips, tricks, and information on the site while you're there. You can also email me at info@thedesigner.com at or look for me on AIM or iChat as the InDesigner. Until next time, this is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner VideoCast and InDesignSecrets.com. Thanks for watching.